The only time most of us think of pregnancy is if we ourselves are pregnant, or if a friend, family member, or loved one is pregnant, or perhaps when we hear about something like the Zika virus and how it negatively affects those children who are born. Chris Conley thinks about it all the time, though. Chris is an assistant professor of sports science at Washington State University's College of Education. And for WSU's identified societal grand challenges, Chris is also one of the college's premier faculty in the category of sustaining health. Chris explains his research and how it may positively affect the prenatal health of the mother. Education Eclipse starts now. Education news and research. It's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Back here on Education Eclipse, I'm your host, Brandon Chapman, with Dr. Chris Conley, kinesiology professor. And uh, Chris, first of all, welcome to the podcast. And secondly, right now there's a video out that the college has released about perceptions of physical activity during pregnancy. And wouldn't you know it, you're in this video. How about that? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about this video because it is uh, it is part of your research. Give us an overview of the research. Yeah, sure. Um, so my research involves physical activity during pregnancy and trying to get pregnant women to become more physically active. There's a there's a there's just an array of research and scientific evidence which supports that if pregnant women are physically active during pregnancy, there are incredible health benefits for themselves and for their babies postpartum. So it's, it's I mean, it, the, the evidence is really, really astounding, um, particularly when we look at how active pregnant women actually are, and they're not. Most pregnant women are sedentary. Those that are physically active typically are, are way below the, the sufficient uh, physical activity which is recommended by the Department of Health and Human Services. And what is that guideline? That guideline is 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity per week. So that's 30 minutes a day, five days a week, and moderate intensity physical activity isn't, guess what, going to the gym and throwing free weights around. It's, it's a brisk walk uh, or, or a light jog or a light swim. Um, the intensity is really, really not that high. And so the key is that pregnant women just need to move, but still population-based investigations show that pregnant women really uh, are not doing this. In fact, only about 15% are, and that's that's awful when you consider all of the incredible health benefits. It reduces the risk of gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, unhealthy weight gain. Uh, it prevents a whole host of, of bad things at delivery, such as cesarean section and poor birth weight for the baby and improves APGAR scores for the baby. So there, there's this incredible evidence, yet, yet for some reason pregnant women are not physically active. There are, there are a, a number of barriers which have been identified through qualitative research. Things like fatigue, uh, for example, uh, childcare responsibilities, right? And one that we're now starting to explore are perceptions that pregnant women have. And most everyone is, is heard in some way or another, don't exercise when you're pregnant, it's bad for the baby, it'll hurt the baby. This, this stigma is very, very powerful out there. And in some cultures, it's more powerful than others. And we're finding that it's very difficult to overcome, or we think it is. And so my research is, is right now focused actually on the psychosocial, which as a physiologist is a little bit new for me, but whatever it takes for, for me to help pregnant women to be physically active and to get those health benefits, I'll do. And, and so we're trying to explore what do pregnant women actually think about physical activity? Is it, is it something that they're convinced of uh, that, that will harm their baby? Or is it something that, well, I just kind of heard this from my mom or from my grandma or for a friend, so I'm going to err on the side of caution and better safe than sorry. So we're trying to explore, uh, did they perceive it to be risky at all? 
Do they perceive it to be beneficial at all? What do they perceive those benefits to be? And how confident are they that they are able to be physically active in the face of these barriers like I feel nauseous and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm tired and et cetera, et cetera. So we're, we're really trying to understand what they perceive. And, and I think what's really novel about, about our study is we're not just exploring exercise or physical activity as a whole. Much like anything, there's so many variations and spectrums. You've got different frequencies, different durations, different types, obviously. So I think for the first time, what we're really looking at is not just moderate physical activity and vigorous physical activity. Now we're looking at specific modalities like brisk walking, like intense jogging, like swimming, like yoga, like uh, Pilates, Zumba. We're also looking at things like resistance training, so, so weightlifting which, believe it or not, uh, a small portion of pregnant women do. And, and most pregnant women think is very, very bad for, the, for them and for their baby. We think. So we're, we're, we're looking at CrossFit. And we're, we're just trying to see how do pregnant women perceive each of these modalities. Because if we're going to get pregnant women to be physically active, we need to design interventions where, guess what, they'll actually do it on their own. And to do that, we need to understand what they think about these modalities first. Just for some context, you threw out a statistic of how many women actively meet this, this threshold. How does that compare with the, the nation at large? Because, I mean, I'm suffering from weight gain, yeah. and guess what? It's because I'm just not, I'm just not I don't know, motivated yeah. enough to exercise. It's, yeah, that's a great, that's a great point, actually. And, and uh, unfortunately, the, the majority of the normal population doesn't meet this guideline either. But it is higher than, than pregnant women, clearly. We have barriers to being physically active and uh, meeting this 150 minute per week guideline just like anyone else. But the barriers for pregnant women are so dynamic and they're, they're so transient as well uh, that a lot of times I think pregnant women don't know how to deal with it. Case in point, uh, a pregnant woman, um, maybe she's three or four weeks pregnant, can be feeling just fine. She's maybe happy she's pregnant. Two weeks later, she's in week six, six maybe week seven. All of a sudden, she's horrendously nauseous. First trimester nausea. She's never experienced anything like this, and she doesn't know how to cope, right? Uh, accompanying that, maybe she's got these incredible fatigue levels that, that she's just not used to, and she doesn't know how to deal with it. So these barriers are so dynamic. Maybe by the second trimester, that fatigue and that nausea has gone away, as it sometimes does. But now maybe the woman is dealing with this increased abdominal mass, which is pretty typical in the second trimester. Now she starts to worry about her body image, and she can't go to the gym. Uh, eventually in the third trimester, she's going to start to get probably back and hip discomfort. How do I deal with that? So these things, they've never really dealt with them because pregnancy in and of itself is so dynamic and such an unusual experience, particularly for first-time mothers. So um, understanding what these barriers are and for this project, understanding what they're perceiving is really something that we're trying to get at. How many women are, are we hoping to be part of this survey that you're going to do to ascertain, you know, these kind of perceptions? I mean, is this going to give us insight into certain demographics or other kind of information as well? That's a good question. Well, we're, we're try, kind of trying a two-part recruitment strategy with this. It, it is a fairly simple survey, but that's where you got to start to really understand the baseline for some of these things. So we, we, actually, we actually recruited over 500 women through a survey panel which is great, but survey panels have their limitations. And so our next step is, is really to go to the women specifically through, through online mechanisms of blogs and uh, sort of prenatal forums, which is kind of, a, a, it's kind of an avenue that, that I've not really broached previously. But 
there's some evidence to suggest with, with respect to health communication, pregnant women may be more attentive to information about health behaviors, including exercise and physical activity, because for the first time, they're concerned about something that means so much to them. Not to say that they haven't been concerned about it before pregnancy, but before they were just worrying about how it affects them. Now they're worried about themselves and their baby. And so there's a, there's a thought um, that pregnant women potentially are, are uh, looking for information, or maybe they're more sensitive to information. They're, they're, they're more interested in figuring this out and trying to understand how their behaviors help uh, or hurt themselves or their baby. So, so we're, we're trying this, this new recruitment strategy. Optimally, we'd like to get you know, at least 500 women through this other method too, which is word of mouth um, and through online avenues such as, such as uh, blogs and prenatal forums. Yeah, and actually folks will be able to take the survey, our listeners, if they went to education.wsu.edu slash pregnancy perception, and right there you can go ahead and, and take that survey. You know, now that you've explained this, let's end with something that usually you start with, which is why. Why do you care about this? Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I, I Working with, with the, the prenatal population is, is um, very rewarding for me. I, I see it as a legitimate opportunity to change two lives at once. And, and guess what? The science really does back that up. The, the benefits, the health benefits are just incredible. I can't understate that enough. And, uh, you know, when I first got into this research, I, I just, I couldn't help but think nearly every day, if, if the evidence is so strong for health benefits, why won't pregnant women be physically active? And it became very clear to me as I got, got into the literature and started doing some of my own research that these barriers are just overwhelming for pregnant women, including how they perceive things. And if, you know, if, if pregnant women perceive even the slightest that could harm my baby, even if there's, even if there's just the slightest chance, they're gonna be, they're gonna be, be uh, you know, careful. There's better safe than sorry is what I've heard from a lot of pregnant women. And there are accounts of women that were active before pregnancy and, and, um, uh, and at vigorous intensity, but because they are just in the slightest way concerned or something that someone said at one point in time or that their doctor was not completely convinced of the benefits of exercise, they've decided to avoid or take it back or not do it. And so um, my, my, my goal here, my objective really, is simply to help pregnant women to, to overcome these barriers and these adverse perceptions so that they will choose to be physically active. And maybe, maybe the first step in my eyes is, is simply understanding what's the baseline, what do they actually perceive about each of these different physical activities and, and intensities. And then we can go from there and we can design some effective interventions to help them through a multifaceted approach, probably through social support and maybe even involving their doctors, we can help them become more physically active, change their perceptions about physical activity, and uh, hopefully that would lead to an increase in physical activity behavior. I appreciate it. Dr. Chris Conley, thank you so much, kinesiology professor. This sounds like exciting research. I appreciate you sharing it here on our podcast. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.